Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here, and you're listening to the CFI Podcast by M0A.com, where a good pilot is always learning. What are the few things I wish someone would have told me before I became a flight instructor? Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here of M0A.com, and you are listening to the CFI Podcast, Certificated Flight Instructor Podcast, uh, brought to you by our number one rated online ground school, of which you can become a partner of. You know, CFIs, we get you in our online ground school uh, when you become a partner of ours free of charge, so you can track, see your students' progress. If anything, we actually pay you 30% for any students you refer to us. Wayne is who you want to reach out to. We call Wayne our office dad. He's kind of like, he's like a dad to everybody. Uh, Wayne is our office dad. Wayne at m0a.com. Reach out to him. You can always send a support ticket into and Wayne can get it that way as well, but we'll happily set you up with that. Um, as CFIs, you are the lifeblood of what we do here at m0a.com. You and I have the same mission, which is to create safer, smarter pilots. And that is a mission and a vision I would argue we share uh, very closely. I want to share with you today about what I wish someone would have told me before I became a CFI. And I don't mean like, I'm not talking like horror story kind of stuff. So sorry to, you know, if that's not what, if that's what you're looking for. I want to talk about what I wish they would have told me to help better prepare me uh, for my CFI check ride, better prepare me just to be a, a thorough and a great, forget great, just a good CFI in the real world because uh, I was I was less than average to start, and that's just how the system is set up sometimes. It's unfortunate how that actually works. So I want to talk with you really about four key factors that I want to make sure you understand. Maybe uh, ideally you're not a CFI just yet. If you are a CFI now, that this is awesome. It's just going to reinforce some things that you probably learned the hard way perhaps. Maybe someone told you. And as you prepare CFI candidates, well, you're gonna be able to share these things with them as well. The first thing, and this is something I will always be passionate about. I shared this on In-Flight Coffee not too terribly long ago. In-Flight Coffee is a show I do on Facebook uh, every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern time. I just make a cup of coffee in my kitchen, and then we sit down and talk all things aviation. It was CFI themed this past, uh, past few weeks ago. And one thing I'm very passionate about is always creating your own lesson plans. I saw it time and time again. I went to an aviation college, and at that aviation college, the students would share CFI lesson plans, they would buy CFI lesson plans, they'd sell CFI lesson plans, they would do all sorts of stuff, and eventually one day, the examiner got smart and goes, wow, this is my third or fourth CFI check ride, and everybody seems to have the exact same lesson plans. And they put a stop to that pretty quickly. And I remember seeing that happening going, I'm going to always make my own lesson plans. There's no borrowing lesson plans around here. And I made my own lesson plans. Many of you who followed us, you've seen my CFI notebook. It's impressive to say the least uh, when it comes to that. So uh, again, you need to be creating your own CFI lesson plans. This is how, first off, not only do you know what is in there, but you know how to present the material in a thorough manner so they can actually see it as well. So they have all of that. If you follow me and so you understand that. Um, when you create your own CFI lesson plans, not only do you know what's in there, but 
you know the content and you learn the content forwards and backwards. And that's what's so important because you have to be able to teach. You have to be able to instruct. You have to be able to, to show and talk through these things and break these things down into plain English. That's what we're really after with that. And that's why you're truly creating your lesson plans because you're going from a basic level of understanding to now having to know and understand this at just such a high level. That's what's crucial. That's what's so important. That's what I need you to understand. The next thing in there is flying from the right seat. No one ever told me how challenging it would be learning to fly from the right seat. Everyone always asks, Jason, why do you sit in the right seat even when you're solo? It's just the easiest seat for me to be in, right? I, I fly much better in the right seat than I do in the left seat. Um, I can fly to a greater precision. I, especially in the instrument environment, my eyes are so used to what's called parallax of kind of reading the instruments at an, at an angle. Uh, my eyes just get so used to actually seeing that um, that it's more difficult to scan my instruments when they're just plastered right in front of me there. I'm used to the angle that I have to look at my instruments at. So um, I just find myself now a better pilot from the right seat. And I hope you can get to that same comfort as well. Maybe not as excessive as mine. You should be able to bounce back. And I can bounce back and forth just fine. I just prefer the right seat. Right seat flying just has its challenges. Center line lines up differently. Your maneuvers, your steep turns look differently. Slicing the nose across the horizon, it all looks a little bit different. Obviously, your hands are opposite now. I remember doing my double eye and I'm right-handed and I did my double eye in an SR20. And it was all well and good for flying the airplane until I'd write down a clearance and I'd flip flop and fly with my left hand and write down with my right hand. I'm not ambidextrous. So uh, lefties, you would, you would do quite well uh, in a Cirrus um, in the right seat. You would do, you would do very, very well uh, with that. Right seat flying poses some challenges. It's like a two or three lesson challenge though. And after that, you've been flying so much, you just kind of get it and it becomes so much easier. Third thing here, I wish someone would have told me that my teaching had to be in plain English. You see, I made a mistake and I made this mistake in aviation. I made this mistake in business of thinking everybody thinks like I do. Everybody understands the words coming out of my mouth. Everybody understands and sees the world like I do. And I was 18, 19 years old. What else did I know, right? That is, as we know, the furthest thing from the truth. How I explain something, while it may click and have made sense for me back in the day or make sense for me here now today, it may not click and make sense with my student. So I have to be willing to change, which brings me to the fourth point, because these two points are so intertwined, is we have to address and accept Students just have different learning styles. And learning styles can be as big picture as my visual learners, my kinesthetic learners, my, my auditory learners. It could be like that. But even deeper than that, and in diving into different personalities and, and who needs to see something done, who is the monkey see, monkey do, who is the one who needs the, the ground before we actually get into the flight, you know, kind of a good pre-flight brief as well to go with that. and. And drawing the line and knowing these people and you as the CFI become a psychologist, asking the right questions, getting the answers. I mean, questions are the answers, right? We have to, as a CFI, 
ask more questions. And I don't mean like, what kind of airspace is this? What's our next radio call? What's this on the airplane? Ask questions to learn more about our students so we can become effective, more effective teachers. Questions that, that, are, that come up in just general conversation of what do they do for work is a great conversation starter, right? Someone tells me they're an engineer. I realize not all engineers have this personality, but some engineers want to see all the details. There's a, a small segment of engineers too that still fall in the visual learner category though. So we can't pigeonhole all engineers as super detail oriented, you know, tell me all about the horizontal and vertical components of lifting this turn. We can't pigeonhole people based on that. We still have to ask more questions. You can just point blank ask them, how do you believe you learn best? In school, what did some of your favorite teachers do? Rather than just, so often we just say, let's hop in the airplane, let's go. And we're not doing our students a benefit. We're taking our students' money is what we're really doing at that point and not providing any benefit for such other than hours in the logbook, but maybe not experience between the ears. That's what we're looking to grow and to solve. These are just some of the things I wish I would have known going into becoming a CFI. I learned early to make my own lesson plans. Thankfully, I wasn't one of those students who showed up with someone else's lesson plans. I was very proud of my lesson plans. I was just giving this advice on a webinar not too long ago. Someone was asking, how long would it take to get my CFI? I said, it's 80% on the ground. It's about 20% in the air, the CFI. And that is a very, that's not Jason exaggerating something. That's a very realistic ratio. It is so much groundwork because the lesson plans, uh, this is, I didn't really make PowerPoints. I'd probably now today make some PowerPoints or some keynotes, depending on what platform you use, but make some sort of slides now um, just to help you track, just to help you follow along using technology as an asset with that. Right seat flying, that's gonna be, uh, by lesson three, you'll be nailing it. You'll be flying at a very high level of precision. I mean, look what you did. Uh, it, when you went to a TAA, a technically advanced aircraft or a complex aircraft, you got that thing quick. I mean, most people look at multi-engine. If you've done multi yet, most people knock out their multi in 10 hours. That's a lot of airplane. But you also probably realize it was a lot of groundwork for multi too, wasn't it? The systems and understanding VMC and why I have a critical engine. Like those things pose some challenges. It's a lot of groundwork. And of course, we must teach in plain English and accept and assess our students' unique learning styles as well. CFIs, you are such a blessing to us and to all that we do here at M0A.com. It is, it is absolutely all for you all as we're on that same mission of making safer, smarter pilots. We are so blessed, so thankful to be on that mission here together. If there is anything, anything at all you need, anything at all your students need, please, please, please never hesitate to reach out to myself and this amazing team here at M0A.com. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And most importantly, remember that a good pilot is always learning. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you.